Hello and welcome to the Sports Society podcast, a show about everything sports. Join us each week as we review and dissect the top games and sporting events across the globe, listening to the latest news to emerge from the world of sports. My name is Dan, and as always, I am joined by Chris, Ads and Josh. This is the Sports Society podcast. How are we, boys? Goals are kicking. Kicking goals, mate. Good stuff. Adam? No, oh, you've got a beer. Yes, I do. Whoa, Anybody I else? Got mine. Oh. Hey! <laughs> Jeez, <man. laughs> I'll, I'll crack up. open my fresh can of night shift. <laughs> fresh can of night shift. Been the same for about eight months, isn't it? Yay. Listen to that. Ooh. <laughs> throw, throw yourself in front of a bus. I reckon, I reckon that would be my worst nightmare, eh? What? Night shift. Like, I'm literally going into this week knowing I've got two weeks off at the end of this week. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks off. Oh, yes, school holidays. Yeah. Wanker. Lucky us. All right. Adam, do the socials. Yeah, lads. Uh, jump on to the Sports Society podcast. We've been getting a bit of followers, which is nice. So make sure, you know, if you guys have got questions, feel free to message us and, yeah, go from there. And may I say, let's not get, let's not get too excited, but we now have TikTok. Yeah, boy. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> so jump on the TikTok. So Dan's doing the TikTok. Ads is doing yep. the Instagram. Chris is doing the editing. And I'm doing absolutely jack shit. Oh, well, don't tell everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah Rat yourself out, mate. <laughs> Josh is no, the mastermind. I, just, I, told you, I just provide the stats. That's it. That's all we need, mate. All right, well... That's all you need. Even in saying that, though, in, well. saying, oh, <laughs> in saying that, though, Josh, Josh does have a little kid at home as well, so understandable, mate. I've got a dog. I've got a dog. Same thing. <laughs> mate, the dog walks you. You don't walk the dog, all right? True. true. Honestly, true. when I go for a walk, I attach a little belt, and he just pulls me when I'm running. <laughs> it's great. My Strava's gone up. All right, all right. If that's the formalities, Dan... <laughs> we, um, we've got That's a question. It. We've got a question, boys. Straight into so, it. Right? Let's start with Straight this in. question. Hi, lads. This is Mick. I'm Dan's dad. Got a question for you. If a player that plays for a club and his country gets penalised as a result of a dangerous tackle for his club, then receives a two-match ban, should that ban only serve at club level or whatever two fixtures are next? So, if the next two fixtures are international ones then that player gets penalised for his country? Or should the ban wait until the next set of club fixtures? See if you can just sort that one out for me, please, lads. And great show. Go on, Mick. Shout out, Daddy. We um, were talking about this the other day, actually, Dan, weren't we? We was, yeah. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? Well, I'm diff- I think are we, we agreed. We agreed last time. Or are we different? I think, well, no. I'm, I'm quite... I'm on the fence about this, to be honest. So this That's this goes off one. the back of uh, Owen Farrell's ban before the World Cup. Yeah, he got yeah. Back, he got done for a dangerous tackle at club level, and he misses the first two games of of England's World Cup like group stage fixtures. Now, is that fair? He's he's committed offence at club level, so why should his country be penalised? You know, like if for football, if you're in one competition, you can't play in that competition for another club. It's called cup tied, isn't it? Yeah. So you're cup tied to that competition. That means that that competition is is one competition. This competition is another competition, like international. I don't think I personally don't think it should 
um, translate over to an international ban. No, I think that's a bit harsh. Why shouldn't it though? Because it is harsh. Yeah, but your internationals the highest probably that you can play. So if you're getting a penalty, why should that not carry over? So getting a penalty at club at club level though. That's the question. So if you get penalised whilst you're playing for your club in the league, and then your next fixtures for your country, why should that ban serve? So my my scenario, my take on this, right, is who who does Owen Owen Farrell play for? England and and Saracens. Yep. Who does and he's he's international teams England, yeah. Yeah. So when he's committed that penalty or that that the foul, yeah. He's done that in a club jumper. He is playing for a completely different team, and is representing a completely different set of fans. There is no reason why the ban should be extenuated to a different competition because it is. It should be you get suspended from the competition that you're playing because his club's going to benefit because he's done that for his club. England are the ones that are going to cop it because yeah. he's suspended yeah. for England Then his club serves no issues. So yeah. what's telling the club... To say to all their players, go out, be physical before the internationals. It doesn't matter because you'll just serve your ban at the World Cup. Exactly, yeah. The Saracen, oh, I, Saracens I, get off scot-free then. Yeah. It the, has to, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that, that it's got to be with the sport that's involved. Because obviously with the AFL, we've only got the FIFA and the AFL. So if they were to get reported in the FIFA, they can't play the AFL. Same competition, yeah? Let's say, let's go to your... Like let's say cricket, yeah. You you play for your, your like your um, state, Victoria. Yeah. You then get reported. I don't believe you should have an opportunity of playing for Australia. I think that report should carry on. Do you but get what I'm so, saying? So that depends. Ads, you... what I'll say to you, right? Let's say it was international rules. We'll back playing against Ireland, yeah. So Australia, Ireland. You boys know Australia. Aussie to the Gaelic. Ireland in a in a friendly, mm. pretty much mm-hmm. wasn't very friendly. But ads, let's say. Hypothetically, Jake Stringer got suspended in the last game of the international rules. He hit someone. And as a result, he gets a two-game suspension. And the next two games happen to be a final for Essendon. And he misses it because of something he did in Gaelic football. As an Essendon member who couldn't give a stuff about Gaelic football, would you care? First of all, Jake Stringer never rocks up for us anyway, so it's pointless. Like just in just general, your best player, right? Just in general, your best player. Let's say Zach Merritt. It was Zach Merritt. Well, I, I still think that if they're getting penalised in that sort of, um, what, what, what were you saying? Gaelic football, yeah? Is that what you were going? Just at? anything, just a different game, right? Yeah, Gaelic football or or. Well, let's say um, it's the last game of Gaelic football. Yeah, they don't have any more. Yeah, till next year, they should still have to carry on that penalty or like. There's no punishment for anyone. What's so stopping what, me from going out and kick fucking the shit out of my other opponent if there's not going to be a penalty for me for 12 months? But there is for that same competition. I think this, this example is, 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 is crap. Like, you, can, you can't apply this, this question but to But that's the what AFL. I was saying. It depends on the sport. Because obviously the AFL is a little bit hard to... to um, well, let's, let's, let's just put it to what, what sport it's actually into right so the rugby the Aviva Premiership yeah so Owen Farrell makes a bad tackle in the Aviva Premiership let's just say he had uh, one game left of the season yeah and he made a bad tackle got a red card therefore uh, the next three games 
he misses by England. And that is the situation we're in pretty much. What is to stop him or any club from, say, they have an international break where you have um, a break in uh, the Aviva Premiership for two weeks where he's going to play his last game. What's to stop a manager to say to, and you're playing a rival, say, why don't you go and do a bad tackle, break a leg, or, you, you know, you could you could bring in that uh, dangerous element into the game and go break that exactly. really good fly half's leg because you're only going to serve some time for England in the next two friendlies and then we're back to a Viva yeah. Premiership yeah, in three weeks' time and then we're all good. So you've served your ban. You haven't served it for us. Um, it all depends on if that person values his um, international, caps. international credit caps. Yeah, pretty much. It bring, I personally think it brings in a slightly dangerous element into the game doing it that way. I know, I I know where you're coming you, from. You, your yeah, country's you get, being penalised, not your club. And Your country's getting penalised. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You committed so, offence for your club. So that's yeah. different when you put it that sort of terms. Yeah, that, that, uh, that seems pretty fair to obviously not go back to your, your local like, rugby club and play those two games or miss those two games and then come back into international. The, Is the that band, what you're saying? Yeah, so the band yeah, should yeah, yeah. serve of whatever league... Or Correct. fixture that you've you've committed that offence in. Yes, yeah, so when we're saying it like that, yeah, that makes sense. So it? if if but you commit if you commit an offence and you get banned for two three games, say at club level, then your next three club level games should be should be suspended. Same as if you commit an offence internationally and you get a red card, you get sent off. Whatever you I get a two it, match ban, your next two internationals will get. I think it should suffer. be your banned from playing that sport until you've carried those matches off. So if you're banned, let's say you're banned in your country league, you can't then go back into your like state so league and play. You have to carry yeah, it through. So you're, you're opposing what we're saying, basically. We're saying that we feel that you shouldn't be able to carry across. You're saying that it should carry across to another competition, basically. I'm so saying it basic- should carry across only until they cover... That two games, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I disagree. I reckon that's bullshit because what reason why I add, and I love you, but it's bullshit, right? Is let's say England as an example, England international rugby. They've got a whole set of sponsors that are probably chucking out multi millions of dollars. They've got a set of fans that couldn't give a stuff about who Owen Farrell's local club is, right? And a decision that he's made in club football. I'm assuming he's in England's best starting team. I don't know a whole lot about rugby, Correct. but I know enough to know that he's yeah, he is. one Captain. of the best players. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. And England and England's fans and England's sponsors that are that are putting in millions and millions of dollars are missing out, and his club's going to benefit. They, but his club's going to benefit. No, 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 no. I'm not saying they're going to benefit. I'm saying that they've still got to wait for the two games, yeah? I'm just saying that he can't then go and play on the country league. I see what you're trying to say. They miss, they miss out, but that's that, where's the where's the draw the line? Like where's the punishment? Like, do you know what I'm the saying? I'll go and kick someone's fucking head in in the local league, no, and then still get caught up for the AFL. Like, that's but bullshit. He's still, but he's still missing no. club football. But it doesn't he, matter. What if then he's gone for the AFL? But what if it was a soft red card then? So what if it was a soft red card? What's a soft red card? Well, something that's contestable. Yeah, so. Like Tom Curry's red card yesterday was they but they see it as a dangerous tack. It was just a head to head clash, that's and that's bullshit, a red card. And, yeah, I don't know that's a red card. Just hang, a on, send hang on, off, isn't it? hang on, hang on. Yeah, well, no, no. It's it's a send off in the three game ban. 
That's what yeah, we're okay. so in rugby. It's the same. So even if it's a harsh red card that the Aviva Premiership deem as dangerous, whereas you know everyone thinks that's absolute bollocks, like we do about Tom Curry's um, red card. Now he can't play for England, or now he even even if he plays for England in the World Cup, he gets a red card, a harsh red card in the final, gets sent off, and then he can't play for his club the next two games that he plays or three games he plays. I think it shouldn't carry on. I think it shouldn't carry over to another competition. It no. should be fixed to the competition you're in. Yeah. That referee gave you a red card in the Aviva Premiership. That is what that red card stands for. And plus it's in the it's the RFU that run that competition. It stands in the RFU. It doesn't stand in international for <clears throat> in my eyes. Correct. And yeah, what correct. it's saying is, right, Owen, you can play for England because it's a different competition, but the penalty is as soon as you get back from international duties, you're not representing your club for three weeks. And yeah. that's no different. It's no different. Like, it's the same with the law system, though. People commit a crime. They don't necessarily go to jail until three, four, five months after it. So yeah. the, the time period doesn't count. I think it's whichever con- competition you committed in is a competition you serve it in. Correct. Because I agree. Benefit, and England shouldn't be punished. The only one that should miss out is Owen Farrell. And because it was in the club competition, he gets suspended in the club competition. And vice versa. If he does it in England, like a World Cup final, how many players are going to want to do anything they can to win? So let's say someone does what Chris said before, takes out a, a fly half, whatever, the best player, gets 10 weeks, England win the World Cup, that player's helped them, but then his club gets punished and he misses 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. Like... It's country, it yeah. Country it's should hard. get punished. It's hard. It's hard yeah. when you put it like that. It's hard when you you um, <coughs> make that penalty in the World Cup and then your local league suffers. But I think if the yeah. local league is where you stuff up, I don't think you should be playing for your country. I think that's the like point. like it's tough. Like it's a it's obviously it a good debate. Is this the same across football? What do you it's mean? It's not in football, is it? Like I think football is different. I think it's served in whatever. It is, yeah. Yeah, I think so football Premier is League, served Premier in League, World Cups, World Cup. I don't think it carries That's over. That's it, yeah. But for some reason, the rugby, the the, the rules in rugby are ridiculous. Are we sure? In my eyes. Are we sure? I, mean, I don't know. So don't know. let me just quickly have a look. So it has carried over though. That, that's been confirmed. It has carried, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the rule as is, like when if you get a red card now and you receive a three match ban, your next three fixtures, regardless whether they're international or club, okay. you serve that ban for. Which is what we're saying. Should they be separate? I personally it's think it's definitely so. definitely a good debate. Good question. But Great question. Yeah, I don't. We might have to get back to the um, the answer for it, if it's if it happens in football. Do so you, no, yeah, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, yeah, no, football. So if you receive a card in the EPL, you will miss the next Premier League game. It so not cup roll. matches, not internationals. No, yeah, it doesn't roll yeah. over to any other competition. So if you get banned in the UEFA. You yeah. missed the UEFA. Because that's right yeah. what happened with Mitrovic. Mitrovic missed 10 games. But because it was club football, he missed his 10 games for Fulham, but was still able to play for Serbia. Yes, yeah. which like is you how could, it should you, be, yeah. yeah. You could have just a general hate for a player, right? You're going to slap him in the European Cup <laughs> and then you get banned in the, in the Premier League. And then the next time you meet could be a, what, two weeks later or something. You're back playing him again. And this guy's probably like, this guy literally slapped me last game. Like, 
and now he's able to play against me again. Like yeah. he should have been banned for that fixture, not for the one in the which, EPL. Which yeah, is yeah. what I was saying to you. Until they can, um, what, what, let's say two games. Until he clears two games of missing that competition, he shouldn't play any competition. That's what I'm you saying. So he's you know still what? missing the two weeks. Do you get what I'm saying? So that that player won't see him for another two weeks, but he's missed. Do you get what I'm saying or not? I, I, I understand. I, I understand what you're saying, but I think <laughs> but I'm thinking I, from an AFL sort of. And it doesn't point, work in I the have, AFL. I know, only because, because you don't have an international. No, you don't have international. No, listen. Like it doesn't. Sort of... It doesn't work in the AFL. Is because the VFL is not related to the AFL. It's not a secondary league. It doesn't. No one yeah, cares. Yeah. No one fucking gives a shit. Like it's just. <laughs> it's, it's just a lower a league. Savvy. No one cares. <laughs> It's all about the AFL, isn't it? Like that's the, at the end of the day, that's the right. that's the best competition. Yeah. So, yeah. AFL is actually pretty good to watch, man. I'm sure it is, but it doesn't count for anything. I think the fairest thing it would be, full stop, the old VB hat. I think Love the fairest that. thing, full stop, would be right. You've you've committed your offence against Manchester City. Let's say you've taken out taken out De Bruyne. You get three games, red card. They suspend you for three matches. I almost feel like you should miss the next three matches against the team that you've... Oh. That's what I think the fairest result would be because... Nah, nah. But, nah, that's but, taking it to the extreme. So what happens if Luton, right? Luton take out Haaland. Or There's a player, takes out Haaland, yeah. right? breaks his leg, and then that's it. He, he gets he gets banned for five games against Man City. They're never going to play Man City ever again. I'm saying yeah. it won't happen, but I'm saying it, I don't think there's ever going to be... A level of fairness, no. like it the, the idea would be to try and and give as much concession as you can to the team that you've committed that foul against, but it's not possible. Just don't be a but sniper. It, 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 I think the best thing is you just serve suspension for whichever comp you did it in. Correct. Yeah. Don't be, yeah. don't be a I mean, me. If it was Roy Keane days, he would have been breaking legs before an international. Hundred <laughs> percent. He would have broke some legs before international. Served his ban and then came back and played for his club again. So yeah, I I disagree with the decision, and plus because it's fucking England as well. We're out without Owen Farrell. By the way, we didn't need him, but we'll get you know onto I mean? that. We'll definitely get get onto, onto that. that next. So I so as a vote, I've like hands up if you're for the the ban carrying over. <laughs> Adam, only Adam. because it's England. Hands up. <laughs> hands up if you're against it. Yeah, correct. Sweet. Yeah. Three against one, mate. Three against one. All right. Cheers, Dad. Great question. Great question. Great question. All right. Let's uh, let's move on, shall we? Let's move on to a bit of boxing. Yeah, boy. We haven't we haven't done too much boxing on this podcast, so let's um. Well, let's start. We've been waiting. We have been waiting, but let's let's start with um the Usyk Dubois fight a couple of weeks ago. Quality fight. fight. That was a quality fight, man. That was so good. Yeah. What did you think? I think. I think we're looking at a future heavyweight champion in Dubois. What is he? 25 years old, 20 fights, 19 wins, one loss, obviously, to Usage. He's six foot five, 17 stone, <laughs> uh, 78 inch reach. Mate, he's a beast. He's I think he's going to cause problems. He's going to cause so, issues. Like if, if, mate, if Anthony Glassjaw Joshua comes <laughs> against him, Dubois is going to knock him out. So I think Dubois' next fight should be against. Anthony Joshua. Yeah. I don't... Joshua, Joshua won't do that. Joshua won't do that. He will if, look at him and go, mate, I'm not going against a young buck right now when I'm 
when I'm just rebuilding my career. Yeah, very, very true. But if it comes up as like an elimination fight, then yeah, oh, then maybe. Honestly, but yeah. but Dubois, I think if he just maybe refines his training a little bit, like mm. one thing I noticed about Dubois, he exposed Usyk bad. And yeah. by that, I mean, he exposed him. And I think the whole world now knows that Usyk does not like body shots. He no. does not like them. That was a few low ones, though. Uh, that low blow that Usyk like went down and and stood out for a couple of minutes. That weren't a low blow. Yeah, that was not a low. That blow. was just below the belt. No, like, it wasn't. only just. It was just below the belt, but it wasn't on his. It wasn't right in the crown jewels like he nah, went down. So, like it was. So if, if if a punch is deemed to be below the navel, your belly button, it's a low blow. Yeah. It wasn't. It was, it was more or less on the belly button. It wasn't below it. And Usyk's shorts was high, so you could not actually see his belly button. See his belly button, yeah. No, so... That's why they wear the belt just below their belly button. Yeah, to try... Yeah. But I mean, then there's boxers that wear it above, maybe to try and get, get away with a few low blows and stuff. And I think that that body shot really hurt him. And I think he just went down and just said, no, that was a low blow. Yeah. It weren't no, a low I, blow. I, no, I don't think it was a low blow. I think just it was on the border... Him. Yeah, he, he went down oh, for how long was he down mm. for like four or five minutes yeah four or five minutes he used that time to recover then he came back and won yeah, nice yeah. Rib yeah but what was the low blow in because the scorecard right is Usic uh, wins round one and two Dubois win, wins round three Usic wins round four Dubois wins round five and then Usic wins uh, six seven and eight mm. so and it's yeah so Dubois that... only wins two rounds as an official scorecard I can't remember when that low blow was. I want to say, top of my head, I want to I say round early. six. So was yeah. the fight a lot closer than what those scorecards read, Chris? Obviously sounds I like... I think so, yeah. I th I think the only reason Usic won was because he was the aggressor, right? He controlled the centre of the ring. He was going to Dubois. Dubois was very reserved, very like... D defensive uh, fighter, which is fine. Defensive fighter, yeah. Welcome, welcoming Usic to come towards him. Um... At no point did Usic rock him. He, I know Usic likes that close fight as well, um, but Dubois handled it for a six foot five inch bloke. He held that really well. Like for a smaller bloke coming in close to you, that's probably why he was doing the low blows, if I'm honest. But yeah, I, I, I didn't think Usic comfortably won it that that much. But yeah, see what Tyson Dubois Fury said. Good. No, I didn't. What did I, say? I think he called them both cowards or something like that. I was going to say and it was really? Tyson. Yeah. And so, so Tyson, so the next fight is most likely going to be Fury and and uh, Usyk, right? I was legit just about to ask that. Yeah. It was Tyson, yeah, so, going to be next in sight. But however, get this right, Tyson Fury has appeared to rule out a unification bout with Alexander Usyk, claiming he is fighting for money and he has no interest in fighting for legacy. So if you watch that the, the Fury interview... Fury has just said, I'm not fighting for legacy anymore. I've made my legacy. I've done all the hard yards. All I am doing now is to set my family up and their kids and their kids' kids and so on. So he said, I am just fighting for bags. That's all he's fighting for. And he said that. And, at but, least he came out. As, at least yeah. he was honest. And he, Yeah. And he said, Usyk needs to do all the hard yards first before before he can fight, fight me. And he said, he doesn't, like, I don't need to fight those people because they're nobodies. I, I am the champion. So people yeah. need to earn people, it. I, I, I do yeah. understand what he says, but he's not, he's very, yeah, that is very fair and he is not wrong, but I think he's just building may, it up, mate. He's building it up for the fight. 
he is. But I think, like, mate, come on, you are the like world heavyweight champion. People want to see a defense fight, mate, or unification bout. He's mate, but he's given us three fights, three amazing fights against uh, Deontay Wilder, yeah. and they were the, the the third fight was probably the best heavyweight fight I've seen in a long in time, my yeah. lifetime. Yeah, in so, my lifetime. Here's so, a question. Here's a question to you two, right, Chris and and Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Combat sport, still learning it. Don't mind it. Don't love it. But mm-hmm. in terms of showmanship, has there been two better showmen in terms of the build up to a fight than Tyson Fury and Conor McGregor? Like the way they build up a fight, their personalities, their ability to mm-hmm. to get in their opponents' heads, to to be loved by the crowd. I don't know a single person that hates McGregor or Fury. No, um, they're being two better showmen. No, no and that's I that. That's that's what it's it needs. A good question. No. Like That's a bo- good question. Yeah, boxing, like fight, fighting events need need that build up. Otherwise, they need to sell it right because they're always pay per view, which is which is bullshit. I hate that. Mm. Like they make enough money as it is, but they just obviously just make a shitload more on pay per view. But I think there's definitely people that hate McGregor, but I feel like he has the the talking capacity to make people want to see him get his head kicked in. Or do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. they still want to see him fight, even though they hate him. But that's that was where I was going. Like the hatred, like there are people that hate him. Mm. But what I meant by that is generally when you hate, like for example, I I might hate someone, so I just won't watch them play. But Mm. you either love or hate them, but nobody will take their eyes off those two. Oh, no, you'd love to, yeah. Or or during a fight. Like I've watched Fury's Docker and, and McGregor's Docker. I don't like either sport that much. But as people, they're just. They're just grouse for the sport, aren't they? They are. And I, st- yeah. I still stand by, I've always said this about McGregor, right? He he has made the UFC what it is today. Yeah, yeah. oh, definitely. He has made it. But I think there's a difference between um, McGregor and uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is like the people's champion, whereas McGregor may be the people's champion of Ireland, but he is a bellend. Like, if you look at him <laughs> outside of the UFC, smashing windows on buses, knocking old blokes down the pub out, like he's assaulting people left, right, and center. Like he cannot control his like his anger. Whereas if you go to Tyson Fury, he'll probably buy you a pint. He'll probably have a laugh with you. Like that's the difference. Yeah, and true. I think the difference that everyone saw with Tyson Fury is that he's overcame a massive mental health battle, and he stood at the end of I can't remember what fight, whether it was um, one of the Deontay Wilder fights, where he just went, "If I can do it." you can do it and basically gave a really good speech to men about how they can overcome mental health. And that's when I think everyone's opinion on him changed because he is a legend and yeah, proper, proper good bloke. What did you say his last way in when he's, what's it, Frank? Is it Nick? I can't say. Oh, Nganu. Yeah, Nganu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing their way in and and Nganu's all ripped and that and Tyson Fury's just grabbing his fat and he's like, see blokes, Mm -hmm. see boys, Mm -hmm. us fat blokes can can be athletes as well. It's like he, under, he, under he's the most sloppiest bloody rig you'll see, mate. He's got so much muscle behind him. But he's a unit, he, mate. Look. He yeah. would be my most loved athlete, I reckon. I just love, I just think he's hilarious. Like he's just yeah. he's great at what he does, but he talks a talk, but he doesn't like he's not disrespectful. No, he's not. Like nah, he will. Nah. But he's but got, he's just got that bit of banter to it, a bit of a funny side. Yeah. Where it doesn't you know go, I hate when they, like this Jake Paul thing, when they're bringing in partners yeah, and that, I hate that. I nah. just think that is 
absolutely disgraceful. But well, like, I think that's, that's fight, don't like, even don't, don't even talk up. about Jake Paul. Yeah, sorry, we're not talking about that. No, that's no, no. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not real boxers. I don't think even that Dilly and Dan, Dennis or whatever. He's a he's a dick as well. He's he's just as bad as it's all like. money, mate. It's all money. But, that's what I'm saying. If you need to revert to bringing in people's family, you're not a fighter and you don't yeah. deserve the money where yeah. I love Tyson Fury because he generates that many viewers and I, he has never once, I've let a look, he's never once brought in anyone's family, any personal no, that's battles. Insane. It doesn't make personal, he yeah. just makes a bit of fun. Calls you a bum. Calls you a you big dossa. Yeah. Like he doesn't, and that's why I like him. That's why I think Chris is right. He's the people's champion. Yeah. He's not... He's funny. Anytime, yeah. anywhere, any place, you big dosser. <laughs> That's the tough people, man. They don't talk about yeah. it. They just act and they just have a bit of fun. Yeah. I think we should um we should definitely touch on the Nganu Tyson Fury fight, maybe next episode. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's let's move yeah. on to uh Smith and Eubank Jr. two. Number two. So Eubank, former IBO WBA champion, Smith, former Commonwealth and WBO World Weight champion. The first fight was good. We can we can touch on that if you want. First fight was great. Smith, I think Smith did. Uh, Liam Smith uh, just just dominated the that that no, first didn't. fight. Do you not think so? No, he didn't. No, I watched the first fight, and then I rewatched the first fight before the second fight. Mm. And all that I saw from Liam Smith, he is a pure defensive boxer. He stands like this. Yeah, welcomes the attack, and then he throws a few counters. And that's all he does. That's well, all he did against him in the first. Well, Eubank and he is win. very offensive. That's why. Uh, yeah, 100%. He's very offensive. But for me, the first fight, um, Eubank dominated the, the three rounds because he got knocked out in the third, right? Liam Smith caught him with a counter and a, um, obviously an illegal elbow. Oh, so they then, said, yeah. Uh, it's definitely a illegal. It was an elbow. Chris, Chris Eubank Jr. said, he goes, how ironic is it that I've never been dropped in my whole career and the one time I get dropped, there was an illegal elbow there. I did see that, yeah. So but it's also his... easy to pin it on that. I did think yeah, he, I did, mean, he did hit him on the chin. He floored him twice. Oh, yeah, no, there's no doubt about that after, after the illegal elbow that he didn't knock him out. He knocked him out proper, like he was yeah. wobbling all over the shop. So, and that's when the ref stopped it after he let him get up and he just went for him. The problem with Liam Smith for me is that he gave it the big one for so many weeks after that, calling him a has-been, calling him gay, calling... <laughs> but you know, wouldn't, wouldn't you though? Like after you just yeah, knocked yeah, out just, Eubank, like he's a, he's a good boxer, mate. Like son of an, oh, uh, a, quality, a legend. And he's a quality boxer. And for me, uh, there was, this should have been the result from the first fight. <laughs> Like this uh, yeah. dominance. Because if you look at the scorecard, uh, Eubank, 10-9 in every single round. Are we talk- he won every, Are we talking every this, single round. This, this fight. This fight, number this two, fight. yeah. Yeah, he won every single round, 10-9. I think Liam, one, Liam, one round was 10-8, wasn't it? Um, I did say what, oh, one scorecard was maybe 10-8. Yeah, that was the fourth. Yeah, because yeah. uh, that's when he got knocked down. Yeah. Which which Liam Smith complained about that it was a push rather than a knockdown. My biggest thing is Liam Smith give it the biggins for so many weeks, saying that you know Chris Eubank Jr. was just giving it all these excuses and you know excuse after excuse after excuse, etc. Yeah. And what did he do after Chris Eubank knocked him knocked him out and won the, the second fight? Oh my back, my back was hurt, my balance was off, my ankle hurt. He did you roll know, both of his ankles. Did you see that? 
So what? Yeah, I know. Excuse me. He rolled both of his yeah. ankles. We should get Roll some better boxing they shoes, done, then, yeah. shouldn't they? Yeah. So but, yeah, I'm just I'm happy he got battered to be honest because he's such a like if you like if you win a in a fight, take it with a bit of grace and decorum. But he just went the opposite. He went so like I you know I'm the better boxer. Obviously, you're not the better boxer, mate. Chris Eubank battered you. He did. Like so, Smith in the second fight, like going round to round, he just he wasn't in it. Like like you said, he had his no. arms up. He just he just defended, and Chris just picked him off the <clears> uppercuts. That is that's what done him. Those uppercuts, so one off. yeah, straight through the block. Yeah, I don't think there'll be a, a third fight though. Surely, if there it's might be. Off, there might be. Yeah, be. they're setting it up. And Eubank will no, batter him again. That's you know the uppercut is because Liam Smith literally boxes like this. Yeah, so that's the uppercut Liam, just comes in straight under the he, block. And yeah, Eubank just kept uppercutting, kept yeah. on doing it because he knew that Liam Smith isn't going to throw anything straight off the bat. He's going to think... wait for him to counter. He's going to wait for the counter. So Eubank just no, uppercut, 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 kept knocking his chin, kept knocking it, and then when he did open up, Eubank would sit, stand back, jab, yeah. jab, jab. Jabbed him out of the game. I think after that knockdown came in round four, right? And that's when Smith took ages to get his gum shield back in. Like he went up to his corner and his, his coach came up with a bottle of water and the ref was like, nah, come on. So he came back in. Obviously that round finished. Round five, the bombardment from from Eubank, yeah. just on the corner, up at the ropes. Smith did not throw one punch of that. And nah. he was lucky the referee didn't step in in round five. Yeah, he should yeah. have. He should have done then because he was defenceless. And then from there on in, uh, round six, both fighters were knackered, to be honest. You could see that, but Eubank was just <laughs> pulling off the jabs, the uppercuts. Have a, yeah. yeah, battered him. Have a, used to have a look at the, um, the, pro, the post um, press conferences after the first fight, and then you'll see like the bad blood between them. Mm. It was, was so good to watch him. Yeah, it was good, so good. Good, good couple of fights, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully there's, there's a third. A, yeah, I was going to say, hopefully there's a third. Maybe, but I can't really one, see... One. I can't see there being a third. I'm not really interested in the third. They can't finish it off at 1-1. One, one. Oh, no way. They can, because I think Eubank's just proven that maybe in the first fight, Smith just got lucky. Yeah, so then finish him in the last. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Well, I, would, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't up, be mate. sad if there wasn't a trilogy. I wouldn't be sad. I think there should be a trilogy. I, mean, I think that Chris should take the rematch, yeah. Yeah. Because we'll Liam see. took the rematch. We'll see. Yeah. 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 He's got to do it now just to prove that he is the better boxer. Well, you'd want to win too. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, maybe so. All right. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Rugby World Cup has started. Mm. Oh, waiting all year for this. Chris, mate. This, go on. You love your rugby, mate. Yeah, yeah. Chris loves it. <laughs> I was, mate, I was buzzing for it to start. The only problem is, is the time. It's, it's shit, so it? shit. To, yeah, honestly. Like, obviously, I've been watching the full games on stand yeah. after, and it's just hard not to look at the scores. But, yeah, I try to. I mean, yeah, it's, mate, I get up. I saw England this morning, and I was like, fuck, I really want to know the score. Yeah. Um, but I watched the game. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's start and, with the England-Argentina game then. <clears throat> well, for the biggest talking point of the game is Tom Curry's red card. Oh, like yeah, can I can, I can share my screen and show you boys this red card, and you can tell me if this is a red card. There you go, right? That's Say it. that that was a red. That was he a red. The ball, but it's an He's incidental head knock. It is yeah, yeah, it is accidental. Accidental. But so how has he gotten a red card? Exactly. Some somehow the bunker reviewed that 
and upgraded it as a as a red, which I think is unfair. But he he hasn't. I mean, he's hit him with his head, but like he's hit him with his head on a head. Like he didn't elbow him, he didn't knee him, I, he didn't. No, you know moment, like, momentum has definitely had something to play there. Like that wasn't that wasn't I deliberate. Mean, the, I mean, that's taking the piss, mate. It is but taking the, that is taking the piss, isn't it? What was their reasoning? What did they What did they say the red card was for? Dangerous intent. <laughs> why, why would you intentionally right. smack your head against someone else's head? If it was his exactly. shoulder, if it was his shoulder or his fist, maybe. Yeah, so I can understand, would, but head on head. I, mean, I, know, I know rugby players aren't the smartest people in the world, but I wouldn't imagine you'd be going I, head to head deliberately. Yeah. I can I can only imagine it's because Tom Curry didn't put his head down and use his shoulder to tackle. Plate, it wasn't like they were fighting and he's just gone like, bang, no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? No, like, that, that's what I, I can only imagine it's because he didn't put his head down and use his shoulder to tackle. He left his head up. As much as I love yeah. to see England's misfortune, that mm. is an absolute disgrace. But anyway, is, yeah. we still won 27 10, though, didn't we? Can they, <laughs> can they challenge? Uh, um, Any AFL, you can challenge. I don't the think there is. So oh, they can challenge suspensions, yeah. Yeah, it's got to go to review. That's, There's that's, no that's way. Shocking. You shouldn't even miss 15 minutes for that. It's incidental. No. Yeah. But, well, they're like out for the game. But... Worst comes the worst. It's a free kick play on. See what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, well, it was a penalty. Yeah, shocking. But, but penalty well, play they... on afterwards. After, you know I mean? There's no... There shouldn't be a red card. Well, let's just, let's, just look, let's just look at who the ref was. <laughs> uh, well, not who the ref was. Where the ref was from. France. France. Where was the video ref from? France. Was he from France? They hate the English. I was going to say, I'm yeah, sorry. Really South African. <laughs> you know what I've noticed about rugby union, though? Like, overall, even though they're big boys and all that, it's... I don't want to... It's not a gentle game, but just watching it, it's... The physicality's never too extreme. Like, when I watch it, it's... It's good tackles and things like that, but I feel like rugby league, there's almost more intent to hurt the opposition. I don't feel that's the same in union. Like, I feel like it's a lot less. In, like, for example, rugby league, you take out the halfback as soon as they kick you. You don't see that in union. You don't. No. Like, the boys are bigger, but they're it, almost, it happened, almost like... That was, that was Argentina's yellow card. You see him just wipe out George Ford. So hang on, right. so he's wiped out a player and he's got a yellow card. He got a yellow for it, yeah. And this other guy, did he get a card beforehand or did he just go straight to red? Straight, no. Uh, no, no so it was yellow. Yeah, it was red. yellow and so then he goes... Yellow. Okay, right. So the ref, can, the ref can sin bin a player and then it'll, it can go to review to make sure it's definitely a yellow and not a red or vice versa. So, and that's so, what happened with Tom Curry. It got upgraded to a red whilst he was in the sin bin. My if I was Tom Curry, I'd be headbutting the umpire for <laughs> That's bullshit, mate. Yeah. I pose a question yeah. to you three, right? There's a clear crackdown in the AFL for head knocks. So basically it's now a rule. If you make contact with someone's head, you're gone. Because there's lawsuits now, there's players suing their relevant sport for long-term brain damage, et cetera. Do you think this is now filtering through to all other world sports where the governing body is basically just saying any head contact, get rid of them? Because oh. then it looks like we're doing Absolutely, something. Yeah, yeah. Within reason, yeah. But you could see that was accidental. Like that, there's going to be accidental. Like there's going to be head clashes. There's going to be. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't yeah. go into him and be like, "Bang, you're done, no. mate." Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you've. It's a physical yeah. sport. Like it's. <laughs> it's bloody bullshit, mate. It is. Anyway. Yeah, but there, there's a lot of rules in rugby union, and that's 
that's a result of it, basically. The the reason it is such a good, um, not as physical and of, as sorry, not as physical as the Super League is because there are rules in place. Like you you can only go tackle below waist uh, waist high. You can't you can't deliberately shoulder charge, which you pretty much can in Super League. Not far off it anyway. Um, and then there's a lot of rules behind like going off your feet on the tackle. There's a lot of rules about I, exactly this um, dangerous intent. Did you just say the rule is you can't tackle below the hips? Oh, sorry, you can't no, you, tackle above the hips? Yeah. Okay, I still don't believe it's a red card, but I can see why they've made that decision. I didn't realise. So was there reasoning because he didn't try? Oh, well, you can tackle above the hips. You've, you've got to make... Uh, you you can't tackle above the hips. It's sort of, that's a high tackle. Um, you can. I, I think it's the torso. Sorry, not the hips. It's the torso. You can't tackle above the torso. So from basically below your tits up. Okay. Uh, well, I still yeah. don't think it's a good decision, but it makes <laughs> still doesn't make sense. But it's a Before, little bit more. I think it's more understandable it's, than it's still an accident, and it should still be a penalty. I just don't think it should have been a red card. Is the expectation that they're meant to lower themselves? Anytime they make contact, is that the they've got a lo- yeah, they've got to make it obvious right. that they're trying to lower. Yeah, is that why he's gotten a red because he's made no attempt? What you said, I, that's what I said. Yeah, that's what I can only okay. imagine it was upgraded to a red because he didn't put his head down. I think that's a bullshit rule, but if that's the case, it makes a little bit more sense, even though it was into them. Yeah, on for that. Yeah, but let's go on then. But um, let's carry on with rugby. Um, England's uh, win over um. Fuck, who do we play? Argentina. Argentina, yeah. <laughs> um, didn't, score, didn't score a single try. Um, uh, and I think, and we played the game, the 70 minutes with uh, a man down. I think that is testament to uh, game management because we went for, as soon as we went down, what did George Ford start doing? Start kicking Drop goals, yeah. Just dropping goals. Three. Yeah. Dropping goals, getting the points. Yeah. So that's what George Ford's bringing in uh, in replace for Owen Farrell, and he's doing a good job. Um, proper manage the game from from an England's p- perspective, and Argentina aren't a bad team. No, they're not. They're, they're rated above England in the world rankings. Yeah. So I mean, I know I was. It was a bit of a bleak um, lead up to the Rugby World Cup in terms of England performances, but that wasn't bad considering we're down to fourteen men. No, it was good. No, Boys, it was really I'm gonna. I'm going to spring something on you, right? I'm going to go through each game and the, that's been played and the scoreline. And I want, I want Dan and I want Chrissy. I want you to give a one-word response to each team's performance. And me, yeah. and ads as well. <laughs> First game: France, New Zealand. France twenty-seven, New Zealand thirteen. One word to describe France's performance: um, clinical. Clinical. Elite, yeah. I went with. Uh, I think they were lucky in a few tries. Can I say not surprising, but <laughs> with a hyphen? Unsurprising. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unsurpri- I'm going to say favourites. What favorites, about New yeah. Zealand? What's going on there? I just think France are just too good. Home, France are way too good. Opening game, home soil, crowd behind them. They've been playing very, very well. They won the Six Nations. They're joint favourites with New you Zealand. Read into so. it, though? It's early days, so I'm not reading too be. much into it. All right, next game. Ireland, Romania. Ireland, 82. Romania, 8. One word to describe Ireland's performance. Reaming. Dis- destroyed. I'm going to say battered. 
I'm going to say Beckton. Yeah. All right. Next yeah. game. Um, Italy, Namibia. Italy 52, Namibia 8. We're just going to go through the winners. How would you describe Italy's performance in one word, Daniel? Um, consistent. Chris? Yeah. Comfortable. Ads? I was going to say dominating. And me, finally. And what I mean by that is finally Italy wins something. They've, they've been good um, as of late, so. Next game, Australia, Georgia. The Wallabies, 35, Georgia, 15. Wasn't it 37-15 in the end? Was it 37-15? No, 35-15. sorry. Never, never doubt Josh. <laughs> uh, adds one word to describe the Wallabies. Uh, Premiers. What? <laughs> Get get What's that the, uh, stupid what terminology that? out of you. <laughs> What's the term in rugby? World Cup winners. There we go. Champions. Oh, what yeah, is it? Champions. Chris? That's the one. Who, who are we talking about? Wallabies. One word to describe <laughs> their win. 35-15. Um, uh, nah, good performance. Um, I'll just say average. Yeah, that's You find I'm it like. really yeah. hard to give Australia credit for anything, don't you, you flog? You're such it's a because you two are here. You're I'm, such a mate, was, You give I'm, Australia you get... nothing, mate. Oh, we're going to get sponsored I... this week. No, if you keep pushing us I'm... down, mate. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, maybe no, no, I should stop, right? Maybe we, we would have got sponsored by now, but we're not. Don't worry, we've got, we've, got a, we've got the Department of Foreign Affairs onto him. <laughs> It is, George, it is Georgia, though, boys. Come on, it is Georgia. Yeah, but let's be honest. Georgia nah. are not that bad. They're not terrible. They're not bad, Dan. but they're not... See, you're a they're citizen. Like, We're proud of you, Dan. He's not a citizen yet, actually. They're not, no, he's about he's not a citizen just yet. No, I, but in all honesty, though, Georgia are not terrible. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would just say yeah. for, one word for Australia is promising. Good word. Well, maybe, yeah. hope, maybe right. hopeful. Upcoming games. No. Upcoming games, Japan, Chile, who wins? Japan. 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 Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wales, Fiji. Wales, Fiji tomorrow. Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to say tough. Fiji. I'm going to go against the Grand. I'm going to say Fiji as well, yeah. yeah. I'm going to agree with you there. And the other game on tomorrow is South Africa, Scotland. Oh. Saffers. No, I'm going to say Scotland. Hmm. They've just I Scotland would, have just. I'd say me. Saffers, but mm. I've written these tips down, and uh, whoever's wrong's getting an absolute reaming on on Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> and not, hey, not... who have you gone? Who, hey. Yeah, Who'd yeah, you go? yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't tip. You can't That's... write your bloody for the winners, mate. You got to say it now. Mate, the, the betting companies will be on to me because all I do is win. So, gotta keep, <laughs> all gotta I keep do is win. Win, win, I reckon, no matter what. <laughs> maybe, I know we're obviously a couple of games late, but maybe we can just draw names out of a hat now or after or later for <clears throat> for the Rugby World Cup. I reckon. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. yeah, what do you mean? Do it after this. All draw names out of the hat for the winner and yeah, then yeah. we'll put a tenner in. Yeah, we're done. Right. Right, done. Let's do it. Daniel, should we get on to the other code? Um, yeah, let's uh, let's stay on, on the rugby chat. Let's move on to the NRL. And Josh, I'll start by saying what the fuck happened at Suncorp Stadium. Mate, I've gone with the one-word theme. To <laughs> Should we go again? <laughs> each team's performance. 
Um, so if you didn't watch that game, the Broncos have ended Storm's 14-year winning streak at Suncorp. Mate, that oh, was useless. 26-0, was it? Yeah. Yeah, 26-0. Yeah, they the only destroyed thing, us. Yeah. The only thing that, you know, makes it a bit more sadder on the night was um, Paps oh, re-injuring himself. He's, he's done, isn't he? Like, no, yeah. He's just, he can't. Not, um, yeah, he can't stay away from injury. Not like, just an injury, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So, Chris, apart, from, apart from Paps, mate, there's, yeah. Do you know about Pappenhausen? No. So was it was it not last season? Season before he shattered his kneecap. Yeah, like season four, before. Four hundred odd days. Oh, yeah. Four hundred odd days out of the NRL. He's <clears> what three games back, Josh? Was it three? Two, yeah. I believe. Wasn't it his second game back? No, nah, third. third. Third game back. What's bro- he done? Broke his ankle. Oh, um, he's just come back from a long bacon, way. Yeah. yeah. Nah, we're worse than a broken ankle, boys. So he's gone in for a tackle. Um. I know he's gone in for a tackle friendly fire. One of our big front rollers. I can't remember exactly who it was. Basically, all his weight fell onto Pap's ankle and his leg got trapped under. So, as Pap's is falling down, his ankle stayed in the same place and basically just snapped yeah. his leg. Yeah. Accidental, um, but these things Brent, happen. But... Brent Atkins, the referee, um, <clears throat> Katoni Staggs, they both saw it and they were like, both were borderline crying. Grant. Um, the referee walked away with his hands in his head. It's just horrific. Um, but the paps of man, he is two hours later on Instagram post uh, post in the hospital with just love you guys. I'll be back bigger and stronger. So, what a bloke! Fair play what to, a, him, what a to him. Shout Shout how, how heartbreaking Shout is it though? You see well, a bloke go through hell to get back after shattering his fucking kneecap to mm. then play and. Fuck himself up again. And there was like, and oh, there was a lot man, of doubt. Just, think there was a lot yeah. of doubt of him even returning <clears throat> to play. I think man. when you go when you go through an injury that bad that you in the back of your mind when you're going in with on a tackle in the in the game um, post injury, you don't go in as hard. And actually, I think that but, makes it worse because but it was just accidental. It wasn't well, yeah. Well, I know, yeah, I know. I know. But you look at Pap's first game back, and he ca- he came on as like a. Like an additional halfback, if you like, mm. didn't they? Against, against who? Who were we playing? Who was our last home mm-hmm. game? Uh, Gold Coast. Yeah, Gold Coast. Yeah. No, Gold Coast. Yeah. Titans was our last home game. I went to that, and Pap came back firing. He did not seem like he came back from a shattered kneecap. No, he was electrified. He, he gave it everything. So, yeah. but I see what you mean, Chris. Yeah, when you do come back off injury, you are a mm. bit hesitant of going into tackles. Whatever, so but and I think too, we've got to be when we, yeah. when we talk about devastation, we've got to be mindful. It's it's devastating in terms of sport, but in terms of life, right? There's there as Pat said, there's a lot more worse things that could happen. Like it's devastating oh, yeah. him for sport wise, but the bloke's gonna recover, he's gonna mm. be able to live a normal life. He I, I'm with you, Dan. I I hate to say it. I don't think he will get back. I hope he does. Mm. But it's the same leg as well, which makes it worse, yeah. I believe. I think um, he will. It just, he won't be as agile or, because obviously it's the same leg. We just said that. But so. my question is why? Why would you? Like, the, the, he's already mm. his leg's already gone. What benefit would he get from, apart from the I fact think, that he's an absolute I think machine. He obviously loves rugby. So. I, can come into, I can come into comparison here. Like, I'm not trying to bring it to myself, but like, I went out, 
playing with a concussion. I never got an opportunity to soak it in and to go, all right, this is it. This is my last game. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's probably what he's thinking as well. Like, he wants to come back, you know, just just soak it in. Like, just... But it's not different, man, because he's just playing at a higher level, but playing's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not trying to bring it back to myself. Obviously, he's just bloody fucked his ankle, mate. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to start calling you Brian Taylor. (laughs) Yeah. So, staying on the life chat, Josh, as you mentioned, then what kind of life does it leave him with? Um, Kalen Ponga. So, obviously, the Knights are playing the Raiders tonight. Obviously, the, the, the result will be out by the time this gets published. But So going into the finals, Kalen Ponga is carrying a shoulder injury and he's requiring pain-killing injections so he can play. Is that right or, or wrong? I think and, it's it go- right, no. and it goes no, back no. to what you were saying a few weeks ago, saying, do we demand too much from these athletes? And the general consensus was no, but when it comes to stuff like this, I think yes. I think, I think he just wants to play a final, mate. He loves yeah. the game and... They demand too much on themselves. Cripper's the same in the AFL. Patrick Cripps is playing with broken ribs. Mm. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't think Paddy yeah. Cripps would play any other way, mate. Like, <laughs> so I think like, it's almost the players expecting too much off themselves. Yeah, probably I think it's the players I, putting pressure on themselves. I think this is a bit of a testament to professional athletes when they carry on playing after an injury. I remember Cesc Fabregas played on with a broken or uh, shattered ankle after he scored a goal, like. When I mean, obviously, you're getting that's your livelihood, and you're going to get paid after the injury. But yeah. to play on with an injury, broken rib, broken ankle, or whatnot, or to come back after such a massive uh, leg break, ankle break, Correct. knee break, it's it's a proper testament to these Correct. athletes. Because, mate, I, I twist my ankle. Yeah, I twist my ankle. I'm off. I'm off work for two days. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not playing the rest of the game. <laughs> Like, that's it. But that's that's exactly what I was saying the other week about do we expect too much from him? Like, do you think I'd be going to work with broken ribs? You can go and get stuff. There is no exactly. time. Yeah, yeah, of course In fact, not. I'll be milking as much time off as I can. But, um, <laughs> like, I, that's why I hate my dad's does this i'm sure your boys families do it too is when they say things like oh back in my day the players were tougher no they weren't yeah sport now is the toughest it's ever been because everyone's fitter everyone's stronger like if you put a if you put a current day or say soccer player footballer up against a footballer from the 80s i guarantee you now the modern day footballer would destroy them in a physical altercation in seconds yeah unless it's roy king To be fair, yeah. though, it's a different game style now, Josh. It is. It is. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that old, that old mindset of their players. Oh, yeah. These days, like my dad's dad used yeah. to say it to us. Used to say it to him. Oh, back in our day, now my dad's saying it to me. Like, it's, yeah. it's, we're going to say it to our kids, mate. Like it's back in your I, day, the players were fat, old, and they could run for about five seconds and then they'd walk. And they all had beers and cigarettes at half time. <laughs> Get me to that pen, I need a drag. They're still doing that now, boys. They're still yeah, doing they it now. Have you not heard um, of Rezzy's footy? Yeah, that's yeah. Footy Sunday like league. That. We need to go, oh, boys. We need Sunday to go league. to a local. Hundred percent. When? When? Yeah, exactly. Late. When the yeah. when the local um, league start again, we need to go to the biggest local yeah. rivalry, yeah. right? Rivalries. I yeah. think that'd be quality. That's fair. Um, yeah, right, come on, Josh. What so, were you saying? Yeah, go on. 
No, that's all right. I'm just going to go through the rest of the games, Daniel. Yeah, so, yeah, so I was going to fire the question back at you. You give me one word answers and I'll, for the for the winning team. Or you can go both teams because there's only a couple uh, of games. So Broncos, Storm, 26 to 0. Broncos first. Broncos, wow. Storm, Storm, diabolical. Panthers, can Warriors, we, 32. Welsh, by the way, for Broncos. Bro. That, can sorry? we just jump in on the Broncos for a sec? Yeah. Are they are they going to win? Obviously, you know, Panthers are top. Will they beat the Panthers? Are they good enough to beat the Panthers? Judging by or just that one game spot? showing? No, I'm just saying all year. They've been dominant all year. They have, but I just I still think the Panthers have got it. Yeah, okay. Well, I think... Yeah, Broncos have got they've got obviously a lot of good players. I think I, I rate Reese Walsh. Reese yeah. Walsh is great. Lot, I think he's quality. Yeah. But everyone wicked. though, every, like, I, every I, I, member of their team. You got well J- Jesse Arters on on yeah. the wing, Katoni Stags in the centre, Selwyn Cobbo, mate. Is I think he's one of the best wingers in the league. You get well, Ezra Ezra, Ezra, Ezra Marm at five eight from Adam Reynolds at halfback. That that them two yeah. pairings. That's that's one of the best pairings in the league. I don't care what anyone oh, says. Um, no, Panthers Warriors, <laughs> 32 to 6. Panthers, clinical. Warriors, typical. Just typical Warriors. Disappointing. They've, they've given it. Yeah. They're all, all year, and then they've just gone, nah, I'll do. We'll sit back. I now. think with the Panthers, it was just a Panthers performance, wasn't it? Yeah. They've got so much experience. Yeah, true. It was disappointing to see the Warriors. Um. But Sharks and Roosters, see? twelve to thirteen, golden point game. Yeah, good game. Uh, Roost, Roosters, professional Sharks, gallant, really good game. Yeah, wow, um, what game? That was a and game. I think onto onto your point before about can the Broncos beat the Panthers? I guess my question is: Is it going to rain tomorrow? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Mm. What I will say is. And you'll mark my words, you can bring this back to me. I am 150% sure. In fact, 200% sure it'll be a Broncos Panthers grand final. Yeah. In saying that, grand final day, I I think they're level peggings. I, I could not pick which team will win. So um, if I was going to go out on a, go on a limb now, I'd say probably the Broncos, but just. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. So, Josh, how many times have the, uh, the Broncos won the. The title. I believe I'll just double check for you, but it's not. It's it's about many. eight, isn't it? Um, Is it seven, eight? I think there are. I think they are. Because I've got a very interesting fact like. here. Which is a, a good question. So they've won six. They've won six. six. All right. So four yep. of those times that they have won, they have also won the minor premiership. So when, when the Broncos have won the minor premiership, they've gone on to win the title. So that was in 92, 97, 98 and 2000. Yeah. So statistically the odds are against them, but we'll see what happens. I think it will be a Broncos Panthers final. I think, does it, does it work out that way? Yeah. So Panthers have gone straight through to a prelim. They'll play that. I reckon They'll play that at Combank Stadium if they don't play it at Peppers. Broncos will have their prelim at, at Suncorp. Storm go into the pathway. So the winner of the Storm Roosters. Storm Roosters? Yeah, it'll be Storm Roosters next week. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the winner of that will play Penrith, and the Oof. winner of the um, Warriors and Canberra, who else is playing this afternoon? Uh, Sorry, Knights and Raiders, so whoever wins that. So whoever wins that will play the Warriors, and then the winner of that will then play the Broncos at Suncorp, yeah. which not neither of those teams are beating the Broncos at Suncorp, and I don't think either team will beat the Panthers either. It's a good... Uh... It's a good final series, I reckon. Um, all right, well, that's that pretty much wraps the NRL up, but I've got one more question just before we move on to the EPL. Um, so, doing a bit of research during the week, watching NRL 360, Latrell Mitchell moving to the centres for the Rabbitohs? It's a question, because of the arrival of Jack White next year. So, does Latrell stay at fullback? Does Jack White go fullback? Who goes centres? Can they play together? I think that's just another problem for the Bunnies. They've had problems all year. What's your take? Coaching tactics, mate. My take is the coach just needs to find a way where Latrell and both White can play similar roles. Mm. There's no reason why, even as a centre, there's no reason why one of them can't also play a similar role to a fullback as well. Like alternate so, kind of thing? Yeah, and, and structure. Like, if you've got two of those players at your disposal, you're using Whiten as the playmaker and you're using you're using uh, Latrell as your, your bullocking over the line mm-hmm. kind of fullback. So you could position it differently depending where. Storm, and Storm do that at the minute too. They unfortunately paps out, but Pat Munster and, um, and Harry Grant play similar roles Yes. And they alternate positions well, from time to time. So, Well, Jack White is Jack White is a centre, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know why you would move Luttrell to a centre. I don't know. I don't really know if he plays better at centre or fullback, to be honest. I'm a bit on the fence. But Yeah, I don't know. Don't yeah, know. I, I really don't know. I always see him as a fullback. But... Yeah, I do. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens next year. It'll be interesting to see what goes on at, at South Sydney. But let's move on to the EPL, shall we? Yeah. All right, Chris. Let's uh, let's let's Chris. start. Let's start with uh, the arse. Three one. What is a quality game? No, 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 no. The no. Arsenal. Shove, shove your Arsenal. Yeah. Chris, I'm attacking <laughs> you with a question. Dan, Go on, I'm then. you with a question. Ad, you've got no idea what you're talking about, but I'm. <laughs> is that because I'm an Arsenal fan? Why? My boys got absolutely 100% torn apart. By yeah, they did. Team, yeah? No, no doubt. One all with 20 seconds to go in the first half. And yep. Nathan Akai, Akai, however you want to Ake. say his name, scores a goal. He's about 450 metres offside. No, he's, yes, he's offside. Akanji's offside. Yeah, but he didn't interfere with playmate, <clears> So He did. Even the even the EPL boss come out and said it shouldn't have been. Even enough. Mike Dean he, said he was. Yeah, is this the game where Declan Rice kicks the next goal? Shut up, so Adam. My, no. no, no, no. Shut okay. the fuck up. Yep. My question is: <laughs> when you when you watch a game when you watch a game of football, you can fucking comment. Bell end. <laughs> you two, you two, shut the fuck up. You're interrupting. Yeah, my yeah. Phone. Shut your stupid. Sorry, head. yeah. All right, or I'll come jump through the computer and throw your dartboard at your head, Adam. <laughs> Anyway, to fix the wall. But no, my question is, after the FIFA Fair Play, where Man City basically got a free ride and, and basically were able to do whatever they want, 
and then this decision, amongst many yeah. others. Today, is, there, there's favoritism there, surely. Like there has to be. Right, how okay. could how could a video ref not rule that offside? Right. That was favoritism. One hundred percent offside. Favoritism or not, take that goal away. Four-one. You still got battered. Fulham was was sloppy yeah, at the back. What you can't afford to do mate, that against Man City. Mate, you were dog shit. You cannot. Mate. You can't say that. Going in, going into a half one all against Man City at the Etihad, right? Yeah, it's huge. That goal means we go down two one, and then confidence is sat. That you cannot underestimate the difference between going into Eddie to the Etihad one all. Then going in two one when a goal has been awarded that should not have been there, at all. Imagine what the, the players already knew they had it against them. We're nowhere near as good as them, but nice. they've yeah. fought out a hard all earned one all draw, and then a decision like that against a champion team. Well, and then you just fell asleep. But a game. Yeah, go. A game of football is two halves, isn't it? Yeah. The first half can be completely different to the second half. And I get what Josh is saying, that a decision went against them and then all heads could, could drop after that point. They, they could have Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you fought so so hard in the first half and you actually did, to be fair. kept them. You mm. kept them tight. They they weren't playing as, as well as they could have been, but you were doing that low block. I think you were playing... It looked like you were playing that 4-3-3 three, three yeah. low block type yeah. thing you were doing. Um, but... What what Josh is saying is, you know, a harsh decision goes against you. You've worked so hard, and then all of a sudden you're two one down, and now you've got to make all the effort to get one goal back to draw with the champions, and then another goal to win the game. So, you know, you would have liked to have gone into the into the the second half one all, yeah, but you didn't because of a poor decision. And Mike Dean, uh, who is the the, the Sky Sports uh, representative from VAR now. He even said that shouldn't be a goal because not only was he in the way of the foot, the ball and the the goalkeeper's vision, he sort of interfered with the ball that not the ball but the the vision of the goalkeeper, and that's the main thing, isn't it? So I thought Leno already this, committed to the dive. No, I, you, there's no you you can there's I will try and argue for the sake of arguing. There is no way in God's name anyone on this face of the earth can try and argue that that wasn't offside, but it's not the point. The point I want to make is I don't know another competition in the world where rules and, and decisions are different depending on the size of the club. The the premier league favors the big clubs so much. So fixturing, um, you know, the fact that, that all the good clubs got pretty easy starts to the year all the lower clubs had to face really the really big teams early. So you're basically giving the big clubs a chance to have a good start. Whereas my lowly club gets Man City, we get Arsenal, we get Liverpool, we get this, we get that. Like there's just, everything is just so centered to making sure the big clubs thrive. I just hate it sometimes. I don't, I think you did really well against us. And I think the red card you received in the Arsenal game was totally justified. Like the Biassi made two really bad tackles. Yeah. One was a complete block off when he was the last man and he was on a yellow card. So I don't think that was um, against a runner play. I think that he deserved that. So no, I don't I, think you were getting hard done by in that point. No, I don't think we're hard done by that point. I just, and I'm not just talking us, I'm talking Luton Town. Like, 
I'm talking all your lower clubs. Like, give them a chance. Give them an, Let the lower teams play each other first so there can be some confidence. And let the big clubs play each other first. Don't put Luton up against Man City in the second game. <laughs> you, can't. you can't. It's you can. a draw. You can't. You can't. You, you can't. It's a it's a draw. They don't they don't make these fixtures like the the the, the teams go into a, a system and then it spits it out. Well, that's not how it's that, done. I, 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 there's no way in hell because what does the system does the system? Mate, we Arsenal got Arsenal got Brentford, Chelsea, and 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 Chelsea and Man City in the first three games. We lost all three last year or the year, sorry not last year year before. Like, it is what it is. We played Chelsea, who were the Champions League final uh, winners, and then we played Man City with the Premier League. Like, it is what it is, mate. But that's, you just got to deal with it. That's what I'm saying. I don't, th- I don't think Arsenal's the, the pet child. I think Man City are the favoured club. Man City are the, the club that, that have everything go for them. And, yeah, are, and everyone yeah. else just fits in around them. Like, mm. I, yeah, I, I hate it. They, well, I hate like, they're my most hated sporting organisation in the world by a mile. Oh, it's like Fergie ball, isn't it? Or Fergie time. Like, it happens. And even um, one of the old refs, can't remember his name. Um, is it Mike Oliver, maybe? That, no, one of the old, old refs that came out and said, yeah, Alex Ferguson did intimidate me. And there was, you know, I'll hold my hands up like he did. You know, if I called a foul, I, I was thinking of Fergie because I'm going to have to put up with Fergie at the end of the game. So there are influences on the game, but match fixing is past it. You know, it's out of the game now, apparently, but VAR's in, into the game, which I feel is is basically glorified match fixing. In your, and, and this is what, back on the back of your question, or, or the feet, how you feel about the game, Josh, is VAR, you don't know who sat. Or who, what team that guy supports is that is sat behind um, the VAR at Longley Park or whatever it's called. He could be, and we're talking about England, right? England revolves around football. And you're telling me that the guy sat, or the two or three guys that are sat in VAR don't have a preference. Yeah. They've got a preference, mate, because I have seen awful decisions being made. I remember David Louise running behind Neto for Wolves, and Neto's foot hits David Louise's knee. He goes down, gets a penalty, red card. Like, there's some poor, poor, poor decisions being made by VR, and they're still going on now. And I, I think my, like, my belief is that there's no, like, there is no way a referee, a competition says, make sure this club wins. I, that doesn't happen. What I think happens is, and what I think the direction is, any 50-50 calls make sure it goes this team's way. That's what I think. I think there's a direction to say, you know, if that's if that's a foul on Fulham or, or on Brentford, play on. But yeah. if that's a foul on Man City, make sure you pay it. That's what I think. I think that they're told, I think 50-50 calls are directed. If you're not sure, err on the side of caution, giving that penalty. And if you are, if, and if you're, you are sure, you're not sure against a lesser team, don't give it. That's what I think happens. Yeah, I mean, there should be, there shouldn't be biased in sport, but there I feel is. like you should give the small, the lesser clubs the benefit of the doubt in this situation, in Mate, in, in in games, like especially when you play in Man City, you know, going to batter you. Like, and then isn't but, that just match fixing? Then if you're just giving them a, an advantage of some well, kind, yeah. Well, you're giving them the you're giving them the advantage. You're just, you? so you're you just being a bit more lenient on them. That's that's just match that's match fixing. Yeah, it's match fixing. But how can you prove that? Like, how how can you prove that they're doing that? How can you prove to say, well, you can't, mate. 
that's exactly what you I can- mean. And it's the same with the AFL. Carlton, Carlton, Collingwood, Richmond. We get free rides from the AFL in terms of fixturing, um, in in terms of of allocating games, in terms of ticket allocation. They're never going to say it, but it happens. So Big how so how about get how about if there was three VAR refs all independent to each other? Like if if the referee during the game needs to review a decision. He sends it upstairs. All three referees are sitting there watching the the event that happened, and then they all have to submit a response, and then it's a majority vote. Then there's no bias if there's one one referee that just goes, "Oh no, I want Fulham to win, or I want Arsenal to win." Yeah. So, yeah, you have to. It's got to be, be on. Good, a, it's got to be on a, like on a on a panel. There's exactly the same way boxing is. It's a panel. So one one judge could yeah. can be biased, but the other two also have to be biased. So if they're in non if they're not in contact with each rules. other, yeah, a majority a majority yeah. situation rules. So the three referees are not sat You've next to, to each other. Majority. Yeah, they're, they're sat in three separate yeah. rooms and they review they review it when the referee sends it upstairs, and then they submit a response. They've got a minute or thirty seconds to submit a response, and then yeah. bang that then it happens. Mm-hmm. Whatever that response is, is is the final word. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. There's definitely some improvements to be made on VAR, but I, I don't think that you are getting hard done by at the minute, Josh. I think it's just your shit. Don't get me started on our transfer window when we had a chance to uh, to actually make some good signings. You've had a good anyway. transfer window. No, I, no, all jo- all, yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, all jokes aside, I don't, I don't see uh, Fulham... I don't feel like Fulham are a bad side. I think you oh. and you end up in uh, top half of the table. I agree with Yeah, no, I'm, we're not yeah, mid table. Yeah, but we ain't competing with the best either. Put it that way. No, nah. I don't think. But, as good as we get, I reckon. Yeah, I think like after what I saw against Arsenal, I thought you, you're going to do well this year. I think you'll end up mid table. Um, but anyway, moving on to the Arsenal United game, which no doubt the biggest game of the weekend just gone. Mm. Um, 88th minute, Ganacho threw on goal, scores the goal. Oh, can I it's just? Brought, it's brought back Gabriel. It's brought back for an offside. Yeah, yeah. From uh, Gabriel got reintroduced into the team Mate. because of the the Thomas party. Uh, what a defensive masterclass it Gabriel, is for him to make that step. Gabriel's defending IQ to jump forward just to read that situation. There's a free ball coming. I'm just going to jump back onside. That was quality. Yeah. Wasn't it? Honestly, yeah. like you can't sit like that's perfect defending. Defensive play of the season. It has to be. Yeah. That was just so far, yeah. that was amazing. They just your line, your your back four line was just perfect. Well, he was obviously Ganacho uh Declan Rice stepped up, tried to tackle the, the ball carrier. Ben White was ahead of Gabriel and Gabriel looks down the line, sees Ganacho pretty much in line with him. And literally does an old Michael Jackson shuffle. <laughs> and just, I'm talking a, you know, a sh- like a hand length yeah. was, was what was in it for the offside. Yeah. And then he's through. Obviously, it gets it gets uh, overturned. And then Arsenal go and score two goals in bang, bang. three minutes. Yeah. In, yeah. To win the game. Declan Rice. Quality got, goal. Got I mean, goal, yeah. it was a bit lucky. It was deflection. It was lucky. It was but lucky yeah. The control, like he had that much time. Why did Man yeah. United leave? It doesn't matter whether it was Declan Rice or Gabriel Jesus or 
even your goalkeeper, mate, at the back post. It doesn't matter. But why are they leaving a man completely free and unmarked? He had time well, to chest it, let it bounce, and then wallop it. Well, they're saying that Johnny Evans was impeded by Gabriel, and it it went to VAR, and you know Ten Hag's giving it all like, oh, oh we should have been given a, a free kick in that respect. Like that wasn't a like Johnny Evans was impeding Gabriel as much as Gabriel nice. was. Go, he was just literally turned around so that Declan Rice could make the shot, and then Johnny Evans makes a meal of it like he was holding him back. Yeah, so the, the decision like that's never going to stand anyway. So there was a degree of luck in that goal because it was you know deflected in, like you said, Dan. But I, I mean, I think we should have won that anyway comfortably. Like I don't even think they should have got the goal they got. No, uh, it was a lucky break by Rashford. Rashford's quality goal, to be fair. Yeah, that was, was that was amazing. Goal. Yeah, um, but my question is, Havertz. I was just about to say it's not all sunshines and rainbows at Arsenal because Havertz is whack. He is shit. Whack. He is terrible. And Josh, you said you said it at the start of the season. I said it at the start of the season. He is going to be the biggest flop of the year. Yeah. Of this year, yeah. I, I've got a stat to sort of argue with this because he had the second most amount of touches in the game in the opposition box. So he's getting in the right positions. He just needs more confidence. I think he will come good. I just think that at the minute he's he hasn't got the confidence. He's He's not doing these clinical finishes. He's finding himself in the right areas, but he's not finishing. He's not burying it. Yeah. So I think he will come good. And look, he's he's playing the box-to-box midfielder role. He's We've swapped him for for Xhaka. You know, we've, I mean, Xhaka was a defensive midfielder, essentially. Yeah. And we swapped him for Havertz, who was an attacking midfielder slash striker. And now it's sort of like roles reversed. Xhaka was scoring all the goals, assisting. And now Havertz has come in, hasn't done anything. Yeah. But he's in the right position. So I feel like it will come good. I feel a little bit of a trust the process comes into play with this one. And Maybe, I yeah. want to go on to a, to a different team while we're, we're talking about this, talking about is role it, reversal. Is it Tottenham? Daniel. <laughs> um, what did I tell you at the start of the year, right? And copped it when he, when he went to Japan. Mm, yeah. Everyone in Japan was saying, what does this bloke know? Then he went to Scotland and all the... All the uh, but, Celtic fans were saying, why the hell would you get an Aussie? He doesn't know what he's doing. Wins two championships what? there. Then goes to Tottenham. Same thing. Tottenham have kicked 11 goals in four games. They're the equal high scoring team. They're generating more shots than anyone else. They're conceding less. Yes, it's only five games in. All this without Harry Kane, who was the Messiah not long ago. Mm. And how exciting are they to watch? What a brand of football to I mean, be playing at the minute. I mean, I did stay up to watch it. And after four minutes, I was ready to turn it off. When Burnley scored, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. Here come Burnley. And then something happened. But Son, I, I, Son somehow got a hat-trick. You've got to give your team some credit, man. Like I, They are should, playing yeah. good football. They are. Like, well... They, they were. You're playing good football. Start, maybe starting to turn it around now, yeah. Like, considering you've just lost your best striker Tottenham have ever produced, well, actually, Arsenal produced him, but Tottenham have ever had. Yeah. Um, considering that, and you're you're playing good football, you score five goals against Burnley. Burnley aren't a shit team. Like, especially, they've got Vincent Company at the helm, who's I mean, a defensive they've just, player. They've just been promoted. So, like, yeah. 
You've beaten, you've drawn with Brentford. You've beaten Manchester United 2-0. <clears throat> mm. You've beaten Bournemouth 2-0. You've scored five goals against Burnley. So you've beaten Brentford, who you said at the start of the year were, we're going to be it in a bit. You've beaten Man United. You've beaten Bournemouth and held both Man United and Bournemouth to a clean sheet. And you've netted five against against um, Burnley away from Burnley. home. Yeah. And, and the thing with, with, with Ange is he doesn't care if his team's concede. His attitude is as long as you score more than them, I don't care if it's 10-8. I mean, can, goal line aside, right, I think... I think one thing I did notice about this game is Tottenham do, they do sit back when they believe that their lead is comfortable. They do do that. And by the time Tottenham's fourth goal went in, sorry, I'm going, I'm going completely off topic here. Um, Burnley's defence. Burnley sat back. Fucking Tottenham do do that as well. But Burnley's, Burnley's defence they just looked tired and slow and they still had 25 minutes to go. Now, I think, I know you said Burnley are not a shit team. They played like shit though. They got an early yeah. goal. So what's your, what's your reasoning for, what's your reasoning for Tottenham beating Manchester United 2-0? And they made Manchester United's defence sit back as well. Well, this is the weird and wonderful thing about the Premier League. You can, one week you can go and beat a top team and then the next week you can lose to the bottom team. That's the weird and wonderful, well, exciting. No, we didn't. No, no I'm saying you're, we didn't. But this is weird and wonderful thing. But so how how did the result? So how did Burnley Burnley get two goals past us and Man United didn't? The first one was a bit of a counter attacking. It like, was. Um, he got in just behind. I think it was Pedro Porro. Yeah, and nicked it back, and it was a tap in. Like I don't feel like that was uh, like exposing you as a team, but. Mate, Son's first goal, chip over the keeper. Oh, it was quite, that was very Wally. calm. Yeah, Son, all game was very calm, very collective. Even his last goal for the hat-trick, he yeah. just drew the ball wide and then just slotted it straight, straight between the keeper and the near side post. You've literally, yes. like, you're so lucky to have lost to Harry Kane, but to have kept Son yeah. in that central position now. Yeah. And he's your captain and he sort of stepped up a bit, hasn't he? He has and stepped he's... up. And another player that has stepped up is Romero. Mate, that's, that's a, for me, the goal of the season contention already. That was a good goal. That yeah. was that was amazing. Just outside the box, that nineteen twenty yeah. yards out, just a wallop. Yeah. But, so Dan, I'll ask you a question, right? I showed you Tottenham's. If I showed you Tottenham's fixture at the start of the year, mm. and I said by the end of the fourth game, Tottenham would have won three, drew one, they would have scored eleven goals equal with Man City, and they'd be sitting second on the table. What mm. would you have said? I said bollocks. There you go then. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So they've got to continue it. My point is, I love Ange. I'm an Ange man. He's from my local area. Love I mean, I hope they do. Makes it exciting. I hope they do carry it on all year because towards the end of last year, I was getting sick of Tottenham, to be honest. Just getting sick of watching well, them. It was crap. So, mate, another player, James Madison. Amazing. Hey, what a good signing! How good is he? That what a signing! I was listening what to a... I was listening to Talk Sport during the during the week, and I can't remember who it was that said it. Was it might have been um, Gabby Abonglahor that said this? Um, James Madison is the signing of the season, the best signing of the season. One of yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, you know what? Not definitely. just not just a good player. What a player! What a bloke! I was watching mm. a video of um. One a, a Tottenham a Tottenham fan 
a young fellow was having open heart surgery and he missed his first game. And the dad put a, a, a at Tottenham FC blah, blah, blah post out and said, can we just get a shout out from one of the players? No one else replied. Next day, James Madison replies. He's got a signed pair of match-worn boots, sending it to the kid he wants to visit him. Oh, nice. He did this all on his own accord. It's not like the club's made him do it. And when I see things like that, and and after Tottenham's win, he's the first person to go over and go straight with the fans. Yeah, I think I want to see that bloke succeed. So not just a, not just a good signing, but an absolute ripper bloke as well. Yeah, not only is he That's a good probably. bloke, he's scoring goals, he's making assists, and he still can't start for England. Nah. <laughs> still got Jordan Henderson in there. Yeah, how does that work? Well, we, let's let's not let's not talk it. about England. Maybe next week. Yeah, yeah. we'll you talk about that next week. You want good blokes at your club as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but they, what what what's going on with Newcastle? I was Played just four, I was just about to say. Three. Yeah, Newcastle shit start. But how about we credit eighteen year old Evan Ferguson with a hat trick? That's a Brighton player, isn't it? Yeah, let's talk about oh, Brighton. Right, yeah. okay. Fuck Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I Brighton think Newcastle player. wouldn't finish top four. They might. Imagine if you put him as triple captain. No, oh, mate. In your fantasy team, it'd be worth. It'd, yeah, cheap as well. Yeah, I mean Brighton are a fucking good team. Man. I like Brighton. I love really the way they play. Team. Play good football. Made some really good business, but top, but Newcastle, richest club in the world now. Um, made a couple of good signings. Made Tonali. Who else did they sign? That's pretty decent. Harvey Barnes. They signed Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes is a, yeah, Harvey Barnes is a good one. Um, I mean, they haven't really strengthened in the way I thought they were going to strengthen. I thought, you know, they'd go for players like Neymar and that. But, you know, Brighton are a really good team. But Newcastle, I mean, they're having a shit start to the league. And they've just been drew against PSG, Dortmund and AC Milan in the Champions League. So They carry on the way right. they are. They're going to get battered in the Champions League. Yeah, 100%. Six, six solid transfers is better than one person to, to one massive transfer one person's not going to fix a club if you address sometimes it does though area sometimes it does though josh yeah but you you, you to me you need to have the, the you need to be 95 percent there and you just need that one class striker to to top it off i don't think newcastle have been there i don't i i think newcastle i have got gaps all across the park to be honest and you've got players that that I think played beyond their capabilities last year, who I think mm, yeah. are starting to show this year that they're not as people thought they were. And yeah, whereas Brighton, I think Brighton and and Brentford as well, but I think Brighton are just a just an even team. They're just good everywhere. They're not great anywhere. They haven't got they haven't got any Erling Haaland's, but they're just. Good. It's like everywhere. That's what I this this year's Brighton and even last year's Brighton. They remind me of uh, the Ajax team when they reached the Champions League semi-finals. Like Ajax just had a team of absolute well, no ones, youngsters, and yeah, look how far they got. It's just they just work together as a team, and Brighton have just got that that ability to gel as a team and make it work. And it's always good to see a team like that. And I kind of that that leads me on to Chelsea. Same old Chelsea or oh, a hey, shit house. <laughs> Chelsea rent boys. Chelsea rent boys. You know what they, you are. They've got the most expensive uh, expensive squad in history, and they lost to Nottingham Forest. Terrible. But they're still shit. 
Jackson, what the fuck, man? Six yards out and he just blasts it over the bar. He's uh, in my fantasy team as well. I don't know why you put him in there. <laughs> I don't know. I changed him. But anyway, they're, they're just they're hopeful, hopeless, aren't they? I'm, I I love it. I absolutely love how shit Chelsea are. I do like seeing and, Chelsea lose, to be honest. Yeah. And Josh and uh, Alex, if you're listening, you're shit. Yeah, shit. You are crap. And I love it. Um, I mean, look, money can't buy you happiness. Uh, you, you, it's got a gel. So you could have, you know, all these. I mean, they bought a lot of players. They pretty much revamped their whole first team squad and even their reserve squad. Mm. Um, but like like you said, you get all these new um, players come in from different, different nationalities. And, you know, half of them at some point probably didn't speak English. And now they're all trying to get into the team. They're all fighting for a place. Their communications all over the place. You've got players like Mudrick underperforming, and Kunku's injured. Like, I, I, this is like a demise of Chelsea. And I love it. Too many changes. Good. The team. No, it's Boy, not. And this, that's Josh. Like what you just said there. Too many changes is not good because you just have, you have to rework absolutely everything. Well, Chris did it yeah. earlier where your team needs to gel, and they're not gelling because they haven't. They don't know each other. Exactly. So, on uh, on Chelsea, I reckon this is almost a good way to to finish it off, all right? So, John Terry, the, the flog, he, uh, he took aim at my beloved whites throughout the week and I opposed that. So, I, uh, using my TikTok, I think I came back with a pretty witty fire back to him. So, John Terry tagged Fulham and said, at Fulham, wh- where was it? He said, I've got more trophies in my playing career than you do in 50 years. So, then I replied with that, John Terry, you've also slept with more teammates' wives than anyone else in the Fulham squad. <laughs> to John Terry, you are an absolute cock. Anything you say is irrelevant. Chelsea is shit, and you're even a worse bloke, mate. So kiss my ass, Chelsea. I hope you don't win another game for the year, you flogs. Boom. Yes, yeah. well said, Joshua. God, yeah, I, hate Chelsea. Well. I don't know who I hate more, Manchester City or Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea, mate. But, um, yeah, I think I do. Just... I, think Chelsea, I hate Chelsea more. So a little fact to wrap up, wrap up the, uh, the EPL. Um, a hat-trick of hat-tricks on Saturday. The first time that's happened on a single day in the Premier League was back in 1995. I thought that was pretty cool. Hat-trick of hat-tricks. Oh, okay. Yeah, there yeah. was three so hat-tricks three scored hat-tricks. on the same yeah. day. On the same day, yeah. yeah. Last time, 1995, that happened. No, it was pretty mm. cool. Pretty rare. Um, also, Very rare. just before you, you move it on, I just want to let our listeners know that there will be a, an AFL final slash cult little podcast released later in a week. We might do an all blue podcast ads. What do you reckon? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Dan's team's out. Chris I got my VB there. hat especially for it as well. <laughs> boys, are you boys oh. uh, on the Blues bandwagon or what? Um, I'm still in the Giants at the moment, but if they're eliminated, I'll go to Carlton. Thank Wait. you. Friday, you're all supporting the Giants. Yeah, I don't mind the Giants, mate. The Giants are good. They're good. Good, good depth. I'm an Essendon supporter, so I don't want to see Sydney. any Melbourne team. They're, bunch, they're from no, Sydney. No, 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 no. A bunch, me, bunch of dad kissers, mate. They're from Sydney. <laughs> no, they're not Sydney. They're GWS. Let's no, they kiss their dad still. So, Where do they play? Where are they from? Homebush. Olympic Canberra. Even worse. Um, just on Friday night, so 92,500 people at the MCG and a record was broken. So when Carlton... The light, when the siren went at the end of the game, it was 
in terms of decibel ratings, the loudest decibel rating of any sport in Australian history for a crowd. And they're now Channel 7 are trying to find a bigger decibel rating for sports worldwide as well. It was when the when the siren went off, it was that loud the stand was shaking. Like That's when hilarious. we were standing, it was shaking. The goalpost was yeah. shaking. You could see it. Absolutely unreal. So we've got Melbourne this week. And uh, the Blues bandwagon goes on. Let's hope we get up this week and then I'll be off to Brisbane the week after. Boys, finals. So Thursday night saw Collingwood and Melbourne in front of 92,500 people at the MCG. We saw what I think was, was a ripper game. Good game, that. Um, no game. team lost any respect in, in, no. in any regard. Um, what are our thoughts? In short, we'll keep it nice and short. Ads, what do you think about the game? Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head there, mate. Like, it was a high-contested game. No team's lost respect. I still think Melbourne are still favourites to win the flag, even though they're, you know, they're still going to play next week. No. Nah. No, nah, mate. Like, they're still favourites. <laughs> no. They'll go no. and roll Carlton <laughs> no, next no. week. <laughs> no. No. All right, just because no. you're salty, Saints couldn't get it done. But anyway, I, I still think I still think it's um, it's up for grabs and... You know, it's it's a good performance from Collingwood, but I wouldn't knock out Melbourne yet. You know, you know why I don't agree with you. I I do think Melbourne, if they had a one on Friday night, Thursday night or whatever, no one is going up to Brisbane and beating Brisbane at the Gabba. No one, and that's the only reason why. Melbourne Melbourne test them at the start of the year. It's a different game. Finals are on the they line. You don't know at the Gabba, mate. Brisbane oh, Brisbane oh. are like the Indian cricket team. They don't lose mate. at the Gabba. Mate, even, also, even Saints also, tested Brisbane. Brisbane also do not like playing in the grand final, so they'll find a way to choke. So we'll see. Well, look, we won't we'll have to worry play. about it because it'll be Carlton going up there anyway, and they'll beat Brisbane. <laughs> yeah. You just um, said no one's beating Brisbane. Mate, no point. <laughs> mate, what are the Collingwood game? Yeah. Yep. Um, I just I think that Josh Dacos is nothing without his brother. You're only dirty because you put him in your multi, mate. Yeah, I I am dirty, but... Mate, guys are going to have bad games. Yeah, I know he has bad games, but he's done fuck all since his brother's been injured. He has, though. What's he done? He only got 38 disposals not too long ago. It's only because he's your multi, mate. (laughs) Like three weeks on the bounce. No, he's been good. He is a better player. I'll give you that. He's a better player. He's a better player when Nick's there, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay, that, but as a whole, I just think I, st- I still think Collingwood will win the flag, mate. It's, just, it's a close contention of Collingwood and Carlton. Well, Collingwood won't leave the G now, will they? So no. it was immediate. It was a close, a close game, and that goes like, back what, to what, what we were saying last week. Collingwood now have an advantage all the way up to the granny. Unfair. Yeah. That's unfair. But I agree with you. It's unfair, but um, nothing you can do. About I mean, it. But, yeah, nothing you can no, do about it. Nothing's it's changed the in the whole history apart from COVID. It's well, always been the G. Yeah. No, it, yeah. it was the VFL. It was the Victorian Football League. Correct. Those clubs decided to join the VFL. The VFL, Correct. and the now, VFL. now it's the AFL. But they chose to join it. The, they joined yeah. the and now it's the AFL. But when anyway, they joined true. the competition, they agreed. When West Coast joined the competition in 1987, I think it was, they agreed, we agree, that we will play all grand finals at the MCG. When Port Adelaide joined, when Fremantle joined, when Sydney joined, when Brisbane joined, we agree and acknowledge that the AFL 
was initiated. Yeah. They, it's not like the, they signed it and said and didn't know about it. They all knew. It might as well have said yeah. we we agree that the AFL will no longer grow. We do not want this sport to grow outside of Victoria. Well, it has, it has yeah. grown, though, because, like, you've got the teams yeah. outside of Victoria it joining it. Why do you need to grow, mate? We get nine. The, the AFL had over a million. Oh, sorry, the, over a million. The atmosphere was crazy. people across four games. Correct. Two, two, yeah. two st- crowds of 93,500. You had a Correct. game in Brisbane sold out. 38,000 people. So who who are Australia playing in the AFL World Cup? Who cares? It doesn't matter. You're not, because it's it's restricted to one country. (laughs) Why do you not want it to grow? Anyway, let's move on. Because it doesn't need to grow. Yeah, let's not get into that. Let's not get into how... What's your opinion, I'm actually on the side of the AFL for once. I've got my VB hat on, and I are actually you, watched. Three, are you feeling the right moment? <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, I've got to get you know we've got to get sponsored, boys. So <laughs> <laughs> Somehow oh, yeah. or another, um, yeah. So VB, if you want to hit us up. Um, no, I, I mean, I genuinely wanted to go to one of these finals games. They looked in like intense. I agree with what you're saying about the decibels. Like it was loud as I, I was watching the Broncos game last not Broncos fucking Brisbane game last night in the pub. So I would love to go to a finals game, but the ticket you can't even get tickets. Nah, nah. It's, yeah, it's not even like it, my ticket only cost me eighty bucks, but it's just the members get tickets. Eighty bucks is still a lot, man. Um, yeah, for it's a lot, lot. Though, for like a. Yeah, no, for a final. I think um, the biggest talking point to come out of this game is um, Maynard and Brayshaw. Did anyone see what's happened? Yeah, I did see that. No, what happened? Where Maynard's gone up to um, smother him and elbowed him in the face, you could say, and Brayshaw's gone and got concussed and this big whole um, debacle, you could say, is out now whether Maynard should be reported or not. So... He's been given three weeks. It's an accident, yeah. man. It's an accident, but he's been given three weeks. Will he get off it? Should do. Like, that was a complete accident. That was bullshit. Mate, as I've said all along, the AFL won't come out and say it, but they need to. Every sport needs to, including rugby union, like you heard before, right? Any hit to the head, incidental or not, you're gone. Because that's the rule. We, we yeah. know that's the rule. That's the rule. We don't like it. We don't agree with it, but that's the rule. If you make contact mm-hmm. with the head, you're fucked. Simple as that. Mm, Jack yeah, Barton's the same for us. He's gone for two matches. All he was doing was trying to lay a tackle. So if he had have hit the chest of, of Nick Blakey, mm. but because he hit the head two weeks. Yeah. So mm. I think it no, shouldn't have no, no, no. a talking point anymore. It's a load of shit, but it's the game. The AFL don't mm. want to be sued anymore. They're already getting sued. They don't want to be sued more. They want to look like they're doing something. And that's suspending players. So Yeah, it's just to cover their own ass, isn't it? Stop. Stop all the head tackles, and then we don't get sued in 40 exactly years' time when everyone's doing, got... Because then if they yeah. get a lawsuit in 20 years, they can say, well, we suspended the player because of it. Exactly. We tried. And, and yeah, We suspended the player, and we did the, the concussion protocol. So you look at this Angus Brayshaw one, right? Angus Brayshaw has tried to defend Braden Maynard a little bit. So if Angus Brayshaw in 20 years' time tries to sue the AFL, the AFL will go, hey, we suspended him. You've tried to defend mm. him. See mm. you later. Your case ain't heard. So... Mm. Mm. They have to do it, which is wrong, but I think they have to. I think that it's a bit rough, isn't it? Right yeah, yeah, it's rough. Let's um, let's let's move on to your two teams anyway, Carl. Let's go on to St Kilda first. We'll finish off with Carl. Then. Oh look, as as a whole, right? Yeah, I know we lost. GWS were the better team. Hands hands off to him. 
but I'm not disappointed in the Saints' performance, to be honest with you. I, I thought yeah. they, they gave it everything they could and GWS were just better on the day. It's, that's Mate, you, yeah. you had a solid year. You've come up against a team that you know has the most informed team. Like, Correct. <laughs> It's not a bad mm. thing, mate. You've got well, Tom and Toby Green, like just just firing. Tom Tom Green was a ripper, mate. If you go oh, through, mate. Yeah. If you go through St Kilda's team, they they never went below sixth. I think it is the whole year. No, not at all. With a very, and I say this with as much respect as possible, with a very average list. I think St Kilda's list it was the worst out of any top eight team by a mile. Ross Lyons done a bloody good job, and they still kept coming yesterday. The Again, worst, really the worst point. list, but not the worst performing. Clearly, no, no. And no. Yeah, I, think, I think they got a lot of upside. Like and, one, and one thing I was, I was, I was having a chat to to Chrissy Coglin from from Patriot the other uh, during the game, and we were saying that the Saints have got a very very young list. You've got like yeah. Mitchell Owens and Philippo and Cooper <laughs> Sharman, like those those young players that are just gonna. They're just going to develop tenfold. Caminiti, don't forget Caminiti. He's uh, what a weapon that little kid is. Yeah, but, so mm. you've got Jake well, think, who will do it, who will stay. He's. You reckon he's staying? I reckon he's gone. I reckon he'll stay. I hope Gresham's I staying. I, I like him as a player. Bless I reckon Ross, he's on the out, mate. I reckon he doesn't get along. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that later. Saints uh, Saints sign some youngster as well. Set no, 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 there's one kid coming. Yeah, oh, no, Liam that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, we'll get into that later at the end of the year, anyway. Once stuff yeah. starts happening, but Max, yeah. I think Max King did well as well. Yep, kicking yep. back to back goals He's, in the uh, second quarter. He did. Um, he did a typical Max thing though, and just belt the ball wide when he should have scored. But that's all right. Wow, yeah. That's all right. Like, that's you, said, King, like you said earlier, Dan, still your team's young. young. Yeah, you've got a lot of growth. Playing this final is going to give them a lot of confidence as well. Playing then, like going to the next one. Yeah. Um. So you've had a good season. I wouldn't write them off. No. Nah. Big, big, big I'm, I'm, I'm happy this year for the yep. performance. So yeah. Uh, up, up, Lions the and Port. up the centers. Lions and Port. I think we don't need to go through too much of no. this. I think Brisbane demolished. Clinical yep. Port. I wouldn't be yeah. panic stations. Brisbane are a lead up there. Yeah. I yep. think I, think, I yeah. think Port missed Charlie. I think Charlie. Um, Dixon's a big loss. Yeah. But again, like you said, Brisbane are going to be hard to beat up at the Gabba. Yeah. And um, the Blues and Swans, mate. Roll yeah. on, Josh. We know yeah. you want to celebrate. Yeah. Uh, look. Here we go. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I, honestly, as someone who's committed 30 years as a member, I think I've missed. Fair play to I think I've missed eight home games in my 25 years of attending football. Uh, good on you. I've been to close to 500 games. I love this club. Good times, bad times. Friday night was just like sports. It was electrifying, mate. Oh, it, it was emotional, man. Like it sounds ridiculous, but the club's meant a lot to me for my whole life. And just to experience the happiness and joy of, of the team, of the supporters. And yeah. mate, I'm bloody excited. I get my tickets for Friday tomorrow and I'm going to go nice, thinking we, we should win because why can't we? You, you rolled on not too long ago, so that's if we lose, yeah. play yeah. tonight, be happy with the year. But um, how good is sport, boys? Like how would good you is... would you like to finish yeah. the episode off with uh, the Carlton Club song? <laughs> <laughs> what I'll do if we win next week, right? Yeah. Next week, I'll I'll sing the theme song to introduce our uh, our episode. <laughs> yeah, you heard it yeah, here. All right, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's, first, that's yeah. a deal. Well, we look no, forward to that, Josh. 
We look forward to that. Mate, sport, the sport is such a good thing, man. Like the feeling you get from your team winning in, in that sort of situation, man, you can't beat it. But this oh, is why we're hearing it, boys. This, this is exactly why we're all sat here now, just chatting shit about sport. This is what the listeners are listening to because they obviously love sport as well. Sport's, and, a, great, yeah. sport's a great thing. It's we what sport it. does yeah. to people. So 90,000 people, siren goes, here I am hugging some 50-year-old bloke with tats everywhere, some ladies <laughs> hugging me, some grandma turns around and gives me a kiss on That's the true. cheek. I kiss some other person on the cheek and everyone... It was, Didn't it, know where hey. you were going with that. <laughs> sounds like a very, sounds like a very low budget porno. <laughs> Cotton hub. It, it was a bit like that. Garlic sauce. We are the Navy. <laughs> nah, I'm happy right. for you, mate. I'm happy for you. Good I'm way to finish. Yep. Yeah. All right, boys. Yeah, on that note, we'll see you next week then. See you guys.